0: morning, I want to invite you to take your copy of God's Word and turn it to Acts chapter 24, and we'll be reading verses 24 through 27. We've been uh, looking at Paul being on trial as he was accused uh, by the non-Christian Jews of his day of of trying to destroy or desecrate the temple and uh, trying to do away uh, with the Jewish faith. And so he is... uh, He's been on trial in front of the Sanhedrin. Uh, he has uh, been the object of an assassination attempt, which was foiled, and he's uh, then he then he went under uh, trial by Felix, and so the the trial was over, and uh, basically there was no evidence against him, and and Felix dismissed this trial, but Felix did not let him go, uh, as he should have, and so. Where we're going to be reading today is kind of, uh, some, of the, some of the last of, uh, of his dealings with uh, the governor, Felix. So if you would please stand with me as we read from God's word. Acts chapter 24, beginning in verse 24. A few days later, Felix came back with his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish. Sending for Paul, they listened as He told them about faith in Christ Jesus. As he reasoned with them about righteousness and self-control and the coming day of judgment, Felix became frightened. Go away for now, he replied. When it is more convenient, I'll call for you again. He also hoped that Paul would bribe him. So he sent for him quite often and talked with him. After two years went by in this way, Felix was succeeded by Portius Festus, and because Felix wanted to gain favor with the Jewish people, he left Paul in prison. Heavenly Father, we pray now that you'd take the reading and proclamation of your word and use it to build your kingdom, to build your saints, to strengthen your people. In Jesus' name we ask, amen. Please be seated. As I read this passage... I realize that in church we often focus uh, a, a lot on a relationship with Jesus Christ, on how important it is uh, to have an ongoing relationship uh, with God through his son Jesus, through spending time with him, growing and submitting and, and learning. But I realized, you know, that may not be for some people. They may not feel that that's for them. There are some who would really rather have just a, a ritual or really just rather have a religion. They don't really want a relationship with God. Well, I want to tell you that if that's your goal in life, uh, you have a model to follow here in Scripture, and his name is Felix. So we're going to look this morning at uh, WWFD, what would Felix do? If you want to be like him, if you want to not have a relationship with God, but you simply want to be a religious person who follows some, some religion and some ritual, then you need to act and be like Felix was. So let's think about Felix how to be religious without the burden of a relationship. Number one, call on God when it's comfortable, call on God only when it's comfortable. You see that Felix liked talking about God. And, and I've come across many people like this who enjoy talking about God or spirituality. And they like talking about their theories and their reasons and, and, oh, this happened to me in my past. But when it comes down to what God actually says in his word, how they really ought to be living, all of a sudden they back off a little bit. When someone talks about righteousness, as Paul talked about, about God having moral standards, and about the fact that there is going to be a judgment one day that we will stand in front of God. All of a sudden, they back away. They get a little bit nervous. That's uncomfortable for them. Talking about religion in general and the problem of evil in the world. If we have a good God, why why is there evil in this world? And and all sorts of other grand philosophic... uh, uh, I can't get the word right. Complicated, clever questions. Above and beyond me, apparently. Um, (laughs) Laughter. You know, they love that stuff. But when religion gets a little bit too personal, when it starts stepping on their toes, when it starts telling them about their sexuality and that God actually has a plan and a design for how they're to express that, when it starts telling them about how they should use their money, when it starts telling them about how they should treat other people, all of a sudden that gets very uncomfortable for them. And they say, well, uh, God, I'll get back to you right now. Uh, this, is, this is not comfortable. They don't want to listen. Maybe it's because not, not a sin in their own life, but maybe it's somebody in their family. And all of a sudden, this sin that they always knew was a sin, they always knew it was wrong. But, you know, my child or my grandchild or my uncle, uh, someone I know, they do that now. And so, well, it can't be really all that bad because they're not all that bad. And so they get uncomfortable if people say, you know, this is right and this is wrong. If God actually, uh, God actually has uh, that thought that, that um, he can actually tell them what's right and wrong. Sometimes people get uncomfortable like Felix when God calls them to something deeper and greater in their life. You know, they're living the Christian life, the normal everyday, just like all other Southerners in the Bible Belt live. They're just kind of floating along, attending church, doing good stuff. And God calls them to a deeper relationship with him. He might actually call them to sacrifice. I mean, he might tell them to put down their phone and, and, and put down their Kindle and, and turn off their TV and spend some time with him. He might call upon them to go out and minister to a neighbor when it's, when it's really not comfortable. And they say, oh, I, I've had enough, God. Well, that's the first way. If you want to have a, a, a ritual, a religious life, but not a real relationship with God, rule number one, to be like Felix is that whenever it gets uncomfortable, you just back off. You only call on God when it's comfortable for you. Secondly, and really related to the first, only call on God when it's convenient. Only call on God when it's convenient. He said to Paul, he said, "Uh, um, Paul, I'll call on you at a more convenient time. In other words, this is not really outright rejecting God. Yes, God, I know you have these plans for my life. I know you want me to do these things. I know you expect this out of me because you're God and I'm not. But um, God, right now, this just doesn't fit my five-year plan. Lord, this doesn't go into my calendar. My, the, what's going on in my life right now? God, I, I know you're God, but you probably don't understand because you're up there and I'm down here and I'm living this and, And God, my life's so complicated. It's so hard. And so when it's more convenient and you have all the good intentions in the world of doing what's right when it's convenient, when the time comes that you can get around to it and it'll fit into your schedule and your lifestyle and it won't really make a lot of waves, then you're going to be obedient to God. Then you're going to do whatever he wants you to do. Call on God when it's convenient. Boy, that is is the classic example of being a religious person. I like God up until the point that it gets me out of my routine, that it makes me uncomfortable, that it gets me, you know, just a little bit out of where I need to be. What would Felix do? He'd call on Paul to talk about God when it was convenient for him. Third, call on God when it's comfortable When it's convenient, and third and finally, when it's controllable. Now, listen to this. What Felix uh, says, what we hear about Felix in verse 26 he hoped that Paul would bribe him. So he sent for him quite often and talked with him. When it's controllable, when it's manageable when you can make religion go your way when when it just goes the way you want it to then you call on God then you get involved with him you see Felix in other words he was saying I'm not opposed to doing the right thing I know that Paul is innocent and he ought to be set free there's really no evidence against him for him to sit in jail for two years But quite frankly, my bank account could use a little boost. And so, you know, if only I had just a bribe, not a huge bribe, but just enough to make a difference, then I would do the right thing and I would let Paul go. Now, I don't know if I've heard any person ever put it quite like that, but I've heard very similar things like, you know, if God would just bless me and give me more money than I would give to him or if God would just if God would just bring me a good woman or if God would just bring me a good man how many times have I heard then I would serve him but I just I don't have that and so I just can't really serve him because God hasn't given me that if God would if God would if God would fill in the blank whatever it is, and so we try to manipulate and control the situation with our desires of, we'll serve God. God, I'll make you this deal. That's the classic thing. When people say, God, you know, I'm really in trouble, and God, if you only bail me out of this situation that I created entirely on my own, and I ignored you and your commands and all your ways, but now that I'm in it, I know I needed supernatural help to get out of it. And so, God, if you get me out of this, then I promise this. Then I'll live for you. I'll do everything the way you want me to do. For a little while, of course, until I get out of this fix that I put myself in. You see, in this type of religion, what we do is little more than magic. It's like hocus pocus. We say the right words and we get a supernatural result out of it. That's really what we're trying. We're trying to manipulate the supernatural. We're not worshiping God. We're not loving him. We're not following him. We're not trusting him and saying, God, your will be done. We're saying, God, my will be done. What I want to happen, my health gets better. My bank account improves. My relationships go to the top. And, God, if you do those things, then I'll give you me. For a little while, under some certain circumstances, God, I'll do better than I was doing before. And so we try to control and manipulate our relationship with God. Now, if you want that, if you want to have merely relationship, I mean merely religion, merely ritual, do exactly what Felix did. Be religious when it's comfortable, convenient, and controllable. In other words, do you see the common theme there? It's all about me. It's all about what I want. And I will make this not about the God of the universe. Who cares about that? This is all about me. That's what religion is all about. Ritual without God. But I have to say, I don't think things will go too well on that day that you stand before him, if that's what you went with in life. I don't imagine that Felix had a pleasant experience when he uh, slipped from this life into eternity. You know, next week starts Advent. But this week before Advent, it's always called Christ the King Sunday. We don't think about that. We forget about that. We don't talk about, why is that? Because you know what? It's easy to talk about a little baby Jesus. A little baby Jesus is so cute and adorable and precious. And, and, and uh, you know, he doesn't make demands of us. Although if we think about a baby, babies are very demanding. But, you know, we just don't think. Uh, but we'd rather think of little baby Jesus. But Christ is King. He is Lord. He deserves all of us. And if you're going to truly know God, it won't be through empty ritual or religion. It will be through a relationship with Him where you trust Him even when it's uncomfortable, inconvenient, and uncontrollable. You're going to follow Him. I hope that you would choose to live that way like Paul did rather than like Felix did would you bow with me today heavenly father we all by virtue of the sinful nature into which we are born God we all crave comfort and convenience and control if we say we don't we're liars God, there is a part of every single one of us that wants those things and yet, God, you have called us to surrender that to your will. That's not easy. It doesn't just happen. We don't just float along uh, into submission to you and to service. But God, you've called us to open ourselves in obedience to your spirit. And I pray that That is what each and every person in this room, including myself and anyone who's watching this today, God, that they would choose to recognize that if they're playing around at religion, they don't have a real relationship with God. They've just tried to manipulate a God who cannot be manipulated, a God who sees and knows all. And so, Lord, I pray that we would all understand that God's love and mercy, which are amazing, are also matched with his holiness and justice. He will not wink an eye at our sin and our defiance towards him. God, help us to remember that. Help us to choose an obedient relationship with you through your Son, Jesus Christ. And bless now our time of invitation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.